Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I would see girls come who I know were not as worthy, who did not put in this amount, the work that I put in, who is not as faithful to the network like I am, who's not as faithful to the friends that I was to. And I put the fucking work in. Am I a diva? Yeah. Am I extra? Yeah. But I'm loyal to who I mess with and who takes care of me. So it took me back to that space of like being a foster child. Like, hey, you're a foster child. You'll never be good enough for us. You're a ghetto. It took me back to God. Why did you have me grow up to get in trouble? Like, are they not giving me the peach because I went to jail? Are they not giving me the peach because I said the F word? I just questioned myself. Why? Why am I not worthy? Why do you feel these other girls are better than me? Stay tuned. We'll get into my conversation with Marlo Hampton right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. I've executive produced top-rated programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Additionally, I have created shows such as Netflix's Styling Hollywood, owns number one rated love and marriage franchise and TV One's Hollywood Divas, just to name a few. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Today's guest on Reality with the King is one of my dear friends and an official peach holder, you better work, bitch, of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's right. I'm talking about Marlo Hampton. Yes! When I met Marlo season four of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, she was always this over-the-top fashionista who I knew was a star. I advocated so much for Marlo to get a peach, but guess what? She turned us down. Yes, y'all, that's an exclusive. What was also so interesting about Marlo is when I did her interviews, like her confessionals, you know how those things are. The women wear a nice top, but they're usually in sweatpants and sneakers or flip-flops because the shot is only waist up. So as I was doing Marlo's interview, I'm like, girl, just, you know, wear a cute top. You can wear sweatpants. You can wear flip-flops. Marlo tried it. 
and did the interview for maybe 30 seconds. And she was like, Carlos, this ain't working. I got to be myself. Miss Thing went upstairs, y'all, in her closet, brought out a Gucci dress, put on high heels, sprayed perfume, and sat down and said, let's go. I'm like, Marlo, no one's going to see your heels or smell your perfume on camera. But that goes to show you she's always been this over-the-top character. And that's the reason why it's been long overdue for her to have a peach. In this conversation, we talk about the first time we met. We talk about her up-and-down relationship with Nini and Kenya. And we sort of get emotional as we talk about what this peach meant to her because of what she had to go through to get it and how she related this back to what it was like being a foster kid. Now, let's get into this conversation with my girl, Marlo Hampton. So, look, I said this to you personally, but I got to say it to you publicly as well. Congratulations on your peach, bitch. It is well-deserved, honey. You deserve this season four, honey. Let's be clear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shit, I did. And you know what's crazy, Carlos? Before I knew I was coming on with you, but now when I knew I was, do you remember I was offered a peach years ago? Yes. Years ago. This is, and it's like, I remember sitting right here in my living room with Nini and Greg, you know, talking about the peach. I'm like, nope, I don't want it. And it's just crazy. Like, it should have, it could have happened then, but it just happened when it was supposed to be. And I remember the whole time you being my producer, I'm like, well, why, why didn't they give me a peach? Why am I not getting the peach? And just hearing the no's, just hearing, you know what? You just never will have one. You're not their type. They're just, they're not giving you one. You remember some days you told me that, some seasons. I never said you would never get one, Marlo. You didn't say you never would get one, but you was just like, you ain't getting one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely said to you, you were like, can I get a peach this season? I'm like, no, bitch. I don't think you're going to get one this season. <laughs> but what... <laughs> And not the next season. And not the next season. I don't know, Marlo. But I always advocated for you because, again, what's interesting about your trajectory on this show is when we met season four, it was with the intention of you getting a peach. A lot of people did say to you, you will never get a peach. Some of those people were peach holders. Definitely. Um, When me and Nini were going through it, she said it. Kenya said it a thousand times. And it was kind of, you know, it was... I've heard that a thousand times from people, but those were definitely two of the peach holders that told me I would not be worthy. I'm not their type. You know, your past, you know, you screwed up. And just seeing it in the comments every day, that was just hurtful. To one moment, at one point, I just was like, I never get one. It is what it is. I'm having fun. This is where I'm supposed to be at in my life, but I'm just not going to get that. And that's where I think I just, I accepted that, which was really bad to accept it and uh, claim it. Obviously, you and Nene became really close friends season four Mm -hmm. on the show. And to hear that someone who even today you still consider a friend, Nene said this maybe last year as well. Uh, She did an interview with Hollywood Unlocked, and she says something along the lines of, why would they give Marlo a peach when she will give them anything for free? Mm-hmm. And she really did say you would never get one. When you heard that, like real talk, because me and you are, are close, and I know you very well, and you are very sensitive. So when you first heard her say that out of her mouth last year, how did you feel hearing that? Uh, you know what's really bad? I think this is bad to say, Carlos, and it's just being real. With Nini, you know, like you just told the people, they don't know. I'm sensitive as shit. 
I come off as an asshole. I come off tough. I'll be crying, upset, and my feelings are like, oh, my God. But with Nini, it's kind of like your dad or your mom. When you, It's like I'm just used to her. And don't get me wrong when I say that. I'm just, I'm used to Nini. It's like that's who I started off with. It's a lot of, it's a lot of good and it's some bad there. The good is what I always say, and I say this no matter what. She fought for me all the time. She made sure money was in my pocket. She made sure I was on trips that I wouldn't have been invited to. And I don't care if she was using me or not. Like I tell anyone, I will always respect her for that. Because me growing up, the little poor black girl in the projects to have this platform, to make the thousands of dollars I've made and, you know, things that she got me involved with, I thank her for that. But do I agree with the things she say? No. But guess what? That's her. She's going to, it's like dating a man who you know going to throw shade at you and diss you, but he know how to just kiss on you and fuck you real good. And then you be like, damn, I take him back. And it's like, I'm just, I, it may be bad. It's like, I'm in that kind of relationship with her. Like I know tomorrow she may see this and throw shade at me when deep inside Nini knows my heart. She knows I'm a great person. She knows I'm sensitive as shit, but some people just they are who they are, and it is what it is. I accept her for who she is. No, that's interesting because I've known Nene for, oh my gosh, Ever. 16 years. Yeah, and it's, it is everything you say. Like, me and Nene had our ups and downs. I'm still blocked on Twitter by Nene, but it does. <laughs> but, we're, but we're fine. Like, she, she and I were texting two weeks ago, and she said the sweetest thing to me. She congratulated me on the podcast on my late night show on OWN. Like, one thing you and I know about Nene, and let's have a real conversation, Patrice, your middle name. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Nene really is a sweetheart. And she has a sweetheart. She's also very sensitive, too. Mm -hmm. And one thing that you and I both know about Nene is, you're right, she she sometimes says things that you're like, damn, bitch, like, that's that's low-key shady. I would never say that about you. Never. And it does hurt, Mm -hmm. but you also feel like maybe she was in a bad mood that day. Because you don't know what you're going to get with her. You don't know what mood you're going to get what day. Yeah, and, and it's funny because we saw you two recently take a picture together um, at a birthday party. When you first saw her, what did y'all say to each other? Well, I had saw her earlier. Um, no, I didn't see her earlier there. I saw her, but she didn't see me. But at the birthday party when I was there, I saw her coming towards me. And I'm just standing. One thing about it, when I see Nini, she knows cameras are not. I'm like, what's up? I would curse Nini ass out if it's just us. Nini knows that. Because I don't see her as the TV Nini. I see her as my friend a person who I've told a lot of things to. She's the same age as the boy's mom. So I see her as someone I look up to. She made a way for us, you know, for the girls. We look up to her in the reality world. But I, it was, my cousin Tam was with me and it was nothing. It was like, hey, bitch. I was, you know how Nene, I'm like, hey, bitch, how you doing? You look cute. And we just took, it was like, it was, it's weird because she'll be, she was just talking about me, about me with the fur coats and we see each other. And it's like, it's like in the black community. You know it's an issue in the house, but you don't talk about the shit. <laughs> it's just like, and I don't even, I don't have the energy for it. It's like, that's my big sis. That's bleach. I expect it. You know, I don't expect anything else. A lot of fans have wondered if Nene is jealous of you because you do have a peach and she doesn't. No. I don't think she's jealous. I think it was a surprise like it was to me. I think it was a surprise to her. I think it was one to Kenya. It was a surprise to everyone, the whole world. Shit, I was shocked. 
I don't think she's jealous, though. I feel like uh, whatever she's going through, that's something she's going through. But as in, she was shocked. I just feel she's shocked that I got it. I think everyone's like, damn. Has she ever said congratulations to you? She has not yet, but I can't wait. She has not. I don't even think she's been thinking about it. But um, she definitely hasn't given me a text. Congratulations. I want a gift, though, because she got buy good gifts. So I want to buy me like a good gift. Hint, hint. Y'all letting me know I want to buy me a good gift and take me to eat. But finally get my damn pee. Talk to me about the moment you found out that you were going to be a peach holder. I know the story because obviously I'm friends with the producers, but I don't think the world has heard this. So tell the world where you were, how you found out that you were a peach holder. Carlos, I'm, you know, to get a Birkin, it takes forever, months and years to get a Birkin, right? And I was waiting on getting a 35. I had been on the list forever. Not forever, but I had been on the list. So one day I'm in the house and I'm with my uh, friend guy, Adrian. You haven't met him yet. And we're, uh, we get the call and they're like, Marlo, your bag is in. I'm like, bitch, I'm on the way. So we hop in the car, put the top down on the rolls, shops the bucket, walk in there, get my Birkin. We leave out to go to the uh, Mediterranean restaurant to go and eat. Ty, my manager, you haven't met her. She's like texting Adrian like, hey, Marlo needs to be home. And I'm like, they just had a little baby. So I'm like, shit, tote must have started walking. Something like, why is she stressing me to get home? So I'm like, shit, I ain't got my Birkin. I need to be on my third cocktail. You know, just done with this orange box over here. So I get home. I'm like, all right, Adrian's like, I don't know what it is. I'm like, Adrian, what is it? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, shit, do I got a new car? Did someone buy me a car? I haven't dropped off. I don't know what it is. So I get home, pull in the driveway. I press the opener, you know, in the car to open the garage. And child, the cameras come out. Joy, Joy, your girl, she's in the garage. Um, who else is in there? Lauren and Lorraine is on FaceTime. And they come out with all these, like, two dozens of peach roses. And I'm like, but, Carlos, you don't know, though, this shit was so, like, it was, like. Emotional. I don't even, I can't even cry, I don't think. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's like it was a moment I've been wanting for years to where it was so real. Like, I don't even think I even accepted it then. I'm like, what is going on? It was like my heart was beating. I was just, I was shocked. The boys were looking like, they were shocked. It was just a lot. It was a lot, but it was a great moment. Now that I've, I've finally accepted it and looked back, I'm like, oh my God, that was just a Birkin and a peach in the same damn day. Am I not a child of God or what? <laughs> You're blessing highly favored. Yes, Marla Patrice. So look, you said earlier, you constantly turned down the peach and you didn't want it. So what happened to where you finally did want it? Like, was there a moment that happened during those seasons that you said, you know what, fuck this, I do want to hold the peach? You know what it is? I didn't turn it down constantly. I turned it down once. I was only Mm -hmm. off the peach once, and I turned it down. Okay. But I wasn't, I mean, Carlos, we have to admit, not me bragging, but, you know, uh, this show didn't blow me up. I was already blown up when I came on the show. You know, I was that girl. Facts. Like, when Princess came around, she's like, hey, we heard you're fabulous. And then they even filmed at my boutique, the red carpet, remember? Candy, I, I remember. Candy, everyone filmed there. So I've always been that girl here in Atlanta. And I just feel after a while, when I was dating at the time, I was dating Charles Grant at the time. I wasn't thinking about no peach. I'm like, what are these girls doing this reality show? You know, bitch, I'd be in Paris at the fashion shows. I really shop. I travel. 
you know, I, you know, I got the first fucking Aston Martin in the A. So it's like these girls, they're cute. Come on and give my boutique a little publicity. You guys are cute, Nene and Candy. So then as <laughs> not Nene and Candy, Lord. But I'm just saying because they filmed at the, you know, they filmed at the store. I don't even remember what the, who the other girls were at the time. So as years went by, I was like, you know what? Everyone's talking about this peach. It was like the title mattered. At the time, the title didn't matter to me. I'm like, bitch, I'm that girl. Fuck the peach title. So as the years went by, I'm like, you know what? I have a fan base. People really love me. Oh, my God. It was just, it was different. It was like, oh, my God. They deserve to see more of me than just, oh, she dated an older white man or oh, the clothing. So, and know what? I'm going to be honest with you, too. The fans did deserve it, but shit, I deserved it, too. Because one thing you know, Mm -hmm. I give my all. I remember one time we were filming where were we at in the woods? And you remember me and Kenya was Camping. getting into it. And Kenya season was like, nine. Season glamping. nine. Baby, that's a read I would never forget. I even told Eric about that read. We were sitting out there and Kenya was like, mm, I'm not giving her any. She just wants a peach. And you was like, bitch, y'all sitting here in your fashion over outfits. And you gonna, you gonna give any bitch who needs something something. You cursed us out so bad. <laughs> To where I'm like, this bitch is crazy, Carlos King. He's so crazy, wait, y'all. Back up, Marla. You're talking about a story. We were filming season nine glamping, and you and Kenya were having a heated discussion. Kenya said out loud, I'm not giving Marlo anything. And what did I do, Marlo? B- bitch, you came in there. You say, no, bitch, you're going to give her everything she wants because y'all all sitting here in these fashion over outfits. I didn't have on fashion over, though. I remember saying, I was scared to say something. But when you did say, I'm like, bitch, I ain't all fashion over these bitches, do not me. <laughs> Your ass was one. When I tell you, you are one for the records, baby. <laughs> I, and now, Lord Jesus, Eric come in cursing us out like you too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, it's tough being a producer on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Jesus baby. Christ. Oh, Jesus. You came that in. You was like, I don't story. give a damn about y'all clothes. I don't give a damn about how important you think you are, bitch. Get here and tell y'all a true story. And let me tell you, Carlos. Carlos, y'all, listen. He'll come in everybody's room. Oh, yeah, Marlon, I love you. I love you this. And talk. That bitch loved all of us, bitch. He'll go to everybody's room and love them. <laughs> and then we get at the table cursing each other out. And it's like, we'll be so mad at him. He'll be like, well, at least you told your true story, bitch. Got good TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> at least I got you bitches to work. <laughs> and, and ladies and gentlemen, that's how you produce a reality show, honey. Yes. Reality with the king, baby. Reality with the king. Because <laughs> that bitch do not care. Your ass is one of a kind, baby. One. Uh, I love, that's such a good... Oh, Marla. We have so many good stories to tell from, from us being in Africa together to... Oh, my God. ...to season nine. And listen, I want to say this to you, and I want the world to hear this straight from my mouth. You are a star. Thank you. You are a star before a camera ever recorded you. And although I know, and I'm not going to get emotional right now, because I feel like you're so misunderstood. You are such a loyal person. Too loyal. You and I have had dinners together, just, just you mm-hmm. and I. We've had personal conversations. I love you so much that even when I felt like, okay, she may not get a peach, I tried to develop shows for you because... I was so confused as to why this woman doesn't have the career on reality TV that her counterparts do because she's such a star. 
And I know what it was like for you to, listen, let's keep it funky. I know how hard you had it. Because what people don't know is when you don't have a peach, sometimes that can be used against you. Absolutely. You know, uh, uh, oftentimes the peach holders may not respect you. They will say things like, I'm not going to give you a moment. You're peachless. You're impeached. You know, having a peach. I fought for this. I did. Because, you know, they were. And, and, but not only did you fight for it, Marla, not to cut you off. Not only did you fight for it, you really dealt with people, let's be real, not respecting Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Because you did not have one. Talk to me about what it felt like to be on a show that long and still feeling like you were a stepchild. You know what? I'm going to be real with you because I, you one person I can be real with and don't have to try and think about shit. So to be honest with you, Carlos, all those years, at first I was cool with it. You know, it's like, oh, it's fun. I'm that girl. But as I stayed around and I learned the ropes and I saw how it works, it fucking killed me. It, it drained me, like emotionally. Because I would see girls come who I know were not as worthy, who did not put in this amount, the work that I put in, who was not as faithful to the network like I am, who's not as faithful to the friends that I was to. And I put the fucking work in. Am I a diva? Yeah. Am I extra? Yeah. But I'm loyal to who I mess with and who takes care of me. So it took me back to that space of like being a foster child. Like, hey, you're a foster child. You'll never be good enough for us. You're a ghetto. It took me back to God. Why did you have me grow up to get in trouble? Like, are they not giving me the peach because I went to jail? Are they not giving me the peach because I said the F word? I just questioned myself. Why? Why am I not worthy? Why do you feel these other girls are better than me? And then it got to a point that where it was, I was numb to it. And I was like, screw it. Whoever doesn't like me, whoever doesn't feel I need it, God, I'm going to just have to trust on you. It's, it's not meant for me to have it. And that's why when I finally got it, I'm like, wow. But I'm, and I, I'm not even mad. I'm glad they gave it to me at the time they did because it just let me know everything I went through with people like, oh, she's not a peach holder. You would never be. You're not worthy. Oh, sweetheart, I know. I've already been told from the inside. You would never have a peach. So it's like, it feels so good. Like, fuck you. I got it. You know what I mean? I got it. And if it's just for one season, I got it, bitch. I did it. Mama, I did it. You know, the little poor black girl from the hood. I did it. So I'm doing it. I'm going to just give it my all and my best. But uh, I'm not going to lie. It did hurt. As time went by to see people come for one season, two seasons, and be gone. I'm like, hey, I'm over here. I'm raising my hand like, do you see me? Can you just give me one try to? So it did hurt, but I wouldn't let a lot of people know. I still just, that made me wear higher heels, better fashion, and be, you know, just bring it even harder. But don't give up. I the love that. My story is don't give up on, it even, it's not even that I was trying to get a peach. I didn't give up on being my authentic self. I didn't mm. give up on getting mad going to social media. And, you know, going against the people who I've worked with for years, I still did. And I still just believed in me. It takes affirmations. It takes looking in the mirror and being around people like you, how you just said, Marlo, you've always been a star. It takes that small group of people like my manager, Ty and Justin, my best friend, Shante, and my cousin to say, you are a star. They just don't see it yet, baby. You know? You're such a star that as I'm watching this season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I told my audience, 
who I call my raindrops, I told them you are the new face of the franchise and that they should call the show The Real Marlo of Atlanta. Oh, stop it. You did not. <laughs> I did. And and listen, and, 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 and like you said five minutes ago, I love all the girls. You do. You love us all. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm honest. And that's why y'all love me. And one thing too, Carlos, I was sitting here. Like Kia said on the interview, oh, she thinks she's Nene. Baby, I can never be Nene. I can never be Kenya. I can't be Candy. I only can be Marlo. And I feel each and every one of us, we add something different. And what I add is I'm always authentic. I don't know how to act. I'm not the best at acting. You know that. You're not. My fans, when you're listening to me, my shit is real. The only thing you may get is an edit from when they have to edit because I talk so damn much. But I'm so real because I just love my true self. And I really never... I just, I've never really had the acting background like Ikea and Drew acts, you know, so they know how to throw in their acting career with it. I don't. So it's like, I'm not Is trying that shade, to be Marlo? No, and I'm not even the shade assassin. <laughs> I, I say facts. Like, you know, Kenya can read for days. She be sitting there reading me. They're like, oh, yes, because that bitch gathered me. But what that bitch say? Icon, whatever. You know that bitch can read. She said that she's an icon and you are an icon. I don't need you to read. I know what the fuck she said. Shut up. <laughs> And I just printed out my damn T-shirts, iconic icon, okay? Iconic X icon. <laughs> iconic X icon, baby, okay? So you are an iconic X con or iconic? Iconic X No, listen. You are showing the girls that you can have a checkered past, but through God's grace and mercy, you can achieve your highest calling. That part, preach. Ooh, you're going to go into ministry. Well, you know, <laughs> it is the king. <laughs> Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. So no. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. Stay tuned for more of my conversation with Marlo. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into my conversation with Marlo. Marlo, this is your season. This is your season and season. Season 14 is all about you. In my opinion, you are bringing something different to this season. And I told people, I said, the glory days of Atlanta, in my opinion, is gone. Like the Nene, Phaedra, Portia, Kenya, you know, like Cynthia, those days are gone and it will never be the same. And that's fine. Let's focus on what this new refresh of the franchise can be. And as I'm watching this season, you and Sheree are a funny duo. And you, Marlo, you're coming for blood. Am I really see? I don't even see it as that. Marlo. I'm just sitting there being Marlo. It's crazy. I don't even... And some people like Candy are taking it real personal. Kenya, it's like, I don't even see it like that. I'm like, girl, this is just me for 10 years. You know I'm going to say what the hell I'm thinking. So as I watched this past Sunday's episode, it was interesting because in New York City, Kenya gets a phone call from, from Mark. And without thinking, you rose up from the table to console Kenya and gave Kenya this great advice. And in that episode, I'm like, wow, I love this friendship that King and Marlo, that they have. But obviously, we know that things change throughout the season. But what happened to where, as we watched this past week's episode, you and Kenya had this amazing friendship. So what, what happened? Did you say something, Marlo, that you weren't supposed to say, child? No. 
I came on as, well, I did learn from the best reality king. I'm learning a little shade from the reality king, baby. I got to make you proud, baby. But no, seriously, and you Carlos, are, baby. besides King Anita's storyline, because think about it. She only going to talk about her and Brooklyn the whole time and Mark. Kenya has no storyline. And really, you don't even see Kenya around. What is she really doing? Where did her money come from, Carlos? Let's be real. The stuff Kenya comes at me. I'm like, girl, I started with you. You came over here broke, baby. You was renting the house in Marietta. You was over there painting the walls. You were struggling. But I'm just saying, people don't keep it real. They think, oh, she came for Kenya. Carlos, you know me. When we came on this season, I was so excited. Kenya was on Dancing with the Stars. I went and bought that little cheap-ass $20 authentic wig, <laughs> looking a fool trying to look like Rizzo. And guess what? Kenya wouldn't even wear a designer for me, okay? She wouldn't even wear authentic to designer till the archives opening. She wouldn't. So I went above and Carlos, did you even notice on one episode I was asleep on her shoulder in the bus, on the bus? Yes. We were sitting together. And Carlos, I'm not going to lie to you. It felt good having a relationship with that girl. But that girl, you cannot be her friend. She needs a therapist 24. Every day she should see a therapist for a day. Kenya is, I'm torn, but she's fucked up. Seriously, she's fucked up. She really is. Well, let me ask you this. You're able to find grace for Nini, right? Because like you said, she has a sweet heart. But we know sometimes she says things that you'd be like, damn, that was shady. Are you able to give that same grace to Kenya? Not again. No more. Because I came on this year, I came on this season around this group of girls, giving this girl my all. And what they need to realize, bitch, I'm a boss and I'm my own person. And I can be friends with whoever I want to be friends to. If you're my friend, Carlos, I'm going to curse your ass out, tell you how I feel. And bitch, I'll talk to you And tomorrow. you have. And what I realized with our group of friends, say, for instance, Candy. Oh, I fought for you to be on this show. I advocated for you. Why are you coming for me? Because, bitch, at the time, if you say something wrong, I'm going to call your ass out. I see you as my sister. I don't see you as, oh, that's Candy from Escape. I can't tell her how I feel. I'm not that girl, Candy. You should know that. Kenya, I'm not whoever you want me to be. Kenya, you dated Mark, who told your ass off left and right, who would get you, gather you. How do you want a friend who can't just... Carlos, you know I would tell you off. You would tell me off. I know your best friend, mm-hmm. when you went through shit and fucked up doing life, your best friend would curse you the fuck out, right? And I ain't even saying the best friend. That, Joy. Joy, exactly. So she would curse your ass out. So it's like, how do you have best friends and good friends who can't keep it real with you? But look at you now. And y'all still cool, right? 100%. Exactly. And and she didn't sugarcoat shit. That's a good point, Marlo. They don't want you to be real. Their family and their men make them feel like, oh, baby, she's jealous of you. No, bitch. Where's the lie? Where is the lie? Whatever I'm saying, point out the lie and then call me a liar. I don't don't, uh, shade all like everybody else, but bitch, I state facts. I state facts, bitch. And I say what's on my mind. So if you don't want to hear what's on my mind, if you don't want to hear the facts, Stay over there with whatever you're hearing. Lies. That's a good point, Marlo. Yes. Okay. In this past episode, we saw that Candy have vibrating panties. And you, Sheree, and Kenya are single ladies. And y'all feel very uncomfortable being around other men who can control your vajayjay and your stimulation and your orgasm. Yes. And you said to Candy, listen, I know you're into sex. That's your thing. But... 
there's a time and a place for it. And it, what I felt in that scene between you and Kenya and Candy was, it's just, it was just inappropriate to have other husbands control y'all stimulation in your JJ. Never agree with Kenya. That shit was so inappropriate. And bitch, I ain't got the best etiquette, but I don't want your man buzzing my damn vagina. Like, are you serious? I barely want anybody <laughs> buzzing. Take me shopping, shit. I don't want nobody buzzing. Like, that's disgusting. That's tacky. And if Candy would just focus on, now say if we went there and she was like, hey, I'm going to teach you guys all how to uh, contribute to a play and become a producer, how to get a restaurant, do some shit for the black culture. We got enough babies and diseases out here. We don't need no shit else about sex, Candy. You didn't fuck, you fucked out in Atlanta, okay? And I had plenty too, like you say. But girl, get a seminar on teaching us how to get all this money like you so we can be the, the first. How you want to be the first? All these other black women that support you and look up to you want to be a first as well. So if she would do shit like that, it's like, girl, this is just silly what you talk about. Your man is complaining he needs sex. And you trying to get him to vibrate us? <laughs> Bitch, you sound stupid. You sound crazy. <laughs> you just a fool. And if, if ain't nobody in your clique told you you sound stupid, you just sound stupid, okay? <laughs> so, listen, I've heard that you and Candy really get into it this season. One thing that I think is interesting, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like you guys, you, Sheree, and Kenya, because I'm watching this season, I'm loving it. You guys are definitely holding Candy accountable. I've heard that a lot of the reasons why you guys are holding her accountable is because you guys feel like Candy coast through these seasons and not work hard for the uh, big check she gets. And you guys want to make sure she worked for that check. Yep. The same way you felt when, she, when you were uh, producing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> feel the exact same way. We, and it's the same thing with her. But I made sure... I'm like, bitch, do not think because you uh, advocated for me to get a peach that you are off limits. If you ask, you can't, you're going to work for this goddamn check. The way you work for every other job, your, your parts for your place, your restaurant, you're going to work for this Bravo check. It's not going to be just, ah, ah, can't, you know, she's going to come and give a little bit and feel like, oh, I'm too good to do. No, bitch, you're not Nene. I'm sorry we get Nene a different platform. Nene started. You didn't start. Okay. So what you're going to do, you, you pay, you're paid more than me, and you're going to work for this check. I'm not going to be over here damn stressing out, and you're getting paid more. you just sitting over here chilling. No, bitch. This is still your job. This platform brought you back. And let this platform know that you love them, and you're going to give your true story and your realness. And it is what it is. <laughs> I'm holding all of my time. And Kenya don't even know. I love when her ass read me. When she be shaving me, I be... No. She don't even know we I We saw it. that in the premiere episode at the Archive. We saw that... Listen, this is the thing that I want the fans to know. And this is me being a producer for all those seasons. One thing about the Real Housewives of Atlanta cast members, whether you're a peach holder or a friend of, y'all respect it when a, a cast member gives a good read. Like, it low-key makes y'all feel like, that was good. Listen, and, yes, and the fans yes, will... Yes, bitch. When like, you read like, me, I'd be like, oh, that bitch got me. I'm gonna get her back. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, I be wanting to call her, but the bitch so dysfunctional and delusional, I be wanting to call her and say, oh, bitch, you got me. She don't know. I'm from Florida, bitch. Me and my girls be rolling. Keep reading me, bitch. <laughs> you ain't embarrassing me. Keep <laughs> reading me because I'm gonna keep. I'm keeping you a check, ho. Give me 10%. Every time you read me, you should give me 10%. 
because you won't read nobody else. She loves reading me. I think I'm the girl Kenya really wanted to be, or it's Kenya is mad because she feels I'm like the girl with the basket. I worked so hard to be where I'm at. And this girl, Marlo, is there. She's mad with God. Kenya, stop being mad, baby. My story is written. You believe in God. I believe in him. Don't be mad at that man for putting me where I'm at. Because no matter what you say, Summer, no matter what you say, Summer, let me tell you something. I worked my ass off for this position. And you and I have the exact same platform. And we report to the exact same boss, bitch. And guess what? Your story was just different from mine. But guess what? My story is written, baby. So keep shaving because I love it. Keep doing what you do. Stay home, hidden in the closet, in the library. Read me. It's good. I love it. That's what you're known for. And I'm going to stay being authentic and reading your crazy, delusional ass. Marla. I, I, Hello. Hello. I don't know what to say. Hello. You are everything. I know you love it. I know you love it. This list is all good. It's all fun shade. So are we able to see what's going on in your personal life? We see the situation going on being a Monty, which by the way, Marlo, on the record, thank you for showing that. You have full custody of them. And it's beautiful to see that you are raising two black men who statistically could have ended up on the streets in a life of crime. And you decided to not be selfish. Because one thing I know about Marlo, Marlo loves to wake up, get a Ciroc mimosa, eat lobster and shrimp for breakfast, and... Hop on a flight. Hop on a flight. And, you know, and luxuriate, you know, in her home. When the boys came, I fell off. Bitch, I fell off, bitch, for real. <laughs> I was wearing sweats. I was... Because, look, Carlos, I'm thinking when they came, I'm like, oh, they'll just be here for like a week or two. <laughs> I'm like, wait, y'all still here? <laughs> I got to be honest, because I'm like, wait, it's been a month. It's been two months when y'all had late. <laughs> but no, it's beautiful to see, Marlo. Credit due to you, mama, because I know a lot of people who unfortunately would have allowed those two black boys to be in the system. And all jokes aside, and we're talking about a lot of fun shade, I want to give you your props that as a black man who grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and I come from a two-parent household, but some of my friends did not. And unfortunately, I look back on some of my friends who I grew up with, and they have fallen to the life of crime because they did not have a, an active parent. So all jokes aside, I just want to say on the record, thank you for saving those boys' lives. And I know it's not easy. Not at all. And any advice you have, seriously, Carlos, I feel since I've had the boys, I beg people the most. I'm like, any advice you have, it takes a village. Because every day I wake up, Carlos, if I've never prayed, you know I love my Bible. I make sure... I pray before I look at Instagram. I'd be like, Lord, help me with these boys. Let me make the right decision. Let William and Michael be just amazing. Because I still sometimes be like, this is my responsibility. Like at 18, if they go to college, whatever decisions they make, I'm going to feel like it's on me, even though I got them three years ago. But it's like, I'm scared, Carlos. It's scary. So I can only imagine being a parent who birthed them. Because I love them to death and I'm tough on them. And I want them to read. I want them to, like right now, William, he's, he's fucking brilliant. Smart as shit. Just lazy as hell. So I'm like, look, every day you get up for one hour, you read, and you get a B or higher on your iReady. What's iReady? I'm an old man. What's that? iReady is that school where they could do like reading or math and it times them oh. and it gives them a grade. So I'm like, every day in the summer, I don't care. We're not off in the summer, buddy. 
where every day you read an hour, you need to have a B or higher. So, Carlos, I congratulate me. And I just ask for the prayers, whoever is listening, mm-hmm. the love, the support on what to do for the summer form. Any advice? Because it's no book for this shit. It's no book. When I'm working hard, I'm like, oh, I feel bad. Like, I'm going to go to New York next week. And I'm like, oh, let me book them a flight. I want them to come. What do you guys want to do? So I battle, am I giving too much? Am I not giving enough? And then I'm like, shit, I came from nothing and I go hard. So sometimes I'm like, get outside, sit outside, or you're only going to eat tuna fish and apples and water today. (laughs) It's like, I battle, I go back and I'm like, oh no, my babies. So it's no book. And all mothers and fathers, I salute y'all because this shit is not easy. Yeah. Well, you're doing it, mama. You're doing it. Thank you. Speaking of doing it, who are you doing nowadays? Because we saw in the episode, you dated Jazzy Faye, which I already knew. So I was shocked that you revealed to the world that. <laughs> I, was, I gagged that you I already knew that because me and you are friends. I was shocked no, Carlos, you let the world let know. let me tell you this, what you're going to gag from. It's coming out with him. And it's just crazy how it just happened as a surprise. Stay tuned. Y'all heard that exclusively. Stay tuned. But yeah, Jazzy knew me when I first got custody of my little sister. And he was around. Remember that? Back in the day. Yeah, I do. I told you about it. But yeah, I definitely yeah. did. I told the world about it. And I, you'll see him on the show. Yes. I can't wait to see that. I love Jazzy. He's such a good guy. Yeah, I have a he, picture he's never changed. I remember, I will tell you this. I remember when I first met him. It was at a club on Roswell Road. I forgot the name of it. It was where uh, Chef Rob's is. And it was really hot in the club. And I was trying to get a water because I didn't drink a lot then. And he was like, uh, he was like, you know, you heavy set coming over there bothering me. I'm like, what? Like, who are you? You know, I'm from St. Pete. I don't know Jazzy Faye. And I was like, I'm trying to get a water. What you want, buddy? He's like, oh, get her all the waters. Oh, okay. Okay, who are you? <laughs> Buy me all the waters in the club, bitch. <laughs> yes, honey. H2O. That was doing goodies, bitch. One of the best producers in the A, okay? <laughs> no, he's great. I love him. He's such a sweetheart. He's a sweet teddy bear. Gene Simmons, Marlo? Child, I knew your ass was going to bring that up. How was the sex with Gene Simmons, honey? Did he wear the paint on his face when y'all did it? You did not hear me say I had no sex with you, shady motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know I had sex with that damn man. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know, does he wear the black and white makeup on his face, honey, when y'all made out? I don't know, girl. No, but listen. But I will say that bitch tongue long as my body, though. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I'm scared. <laughs> no, but he was really nice. We never had sex. That man is married. And one thing, Marlo Hampton would never date or mess with a married man. So let's be clear on that. Never. Yes. Never. And, uh, and if you guys want to know, let me tell you why. Because people always try and put me down. My mom, I felt, was always the second woman. My father was married. So that bothered me emotionally. Bitch, I'm too much to be number two. I'm too much. I got to be number one. You can't hide me, bitch. I ain't a secret. So it's like, lose that thought. I would never date anyone's husband. If I'm around you, your husband, try me. You would never know about it because I'm going to curse him the fuck out, okay? Because my mom was too beautiful to play that position, and she did. Mm. And that bothers me. that bothered me as a child growing up, like, how could you be number two to his wife? How could you be a secret? Bitch, all this can't be a secret. This this is too fabulous to be number two. Bitch, I'm number one. Uno. 
I have known you for so many years, and I've actually met some of the guys you were dating. Of all the guys you that I met, none of them were old white men, which is so funny that that seems to be attached to you. One of Marlo's men that I met, and excuse my language, he was a hood dude. Shut up, Carlo! They, Shut up! Oh, God! <laughs> he wasn't. I Listen, I've been on double dates with Marlo. It's never been an old white man. So I think it's interesting that that's been attached to you. Carlos, I think it's so funny. Now, let's not get it twisted. I'll date any race. And I really yeah, do. Of and I hate to say this. I love my black men. But I see my husband being a man from a different country. Because I feel my black men, I love them. But I'm too extra. I'm too much. But I love a hood ass nigga. I ain't gonna lie. I love old rapper. I know I met him. Bat, football player. I love a, I love that gangster because guess what? That's where I'm from. Now since I got Micah and William, I'm looking for someone a little classier. I'll just cheat with something hood. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be the number two, but your man can be the number two. <laughs> and I, I'm a, look, I'm gonna have the African jeans then. I'm gonna have about two husbands. I'm gonna have the main one and the one I cheat with. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> so wait. Yeah. Are, are you dating anybody right now? You know what? I'm not. But what I will tell you, I've been getting out now. Because I told Mike and William, I'm like, look, I'm going to get y'all three years. I'm going to get out of these streets now. Until you have to find y'all an uncle. Because I'm tired of being in here being, roo, 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 the man, then trying to be the feminine woman. I'm like, y'all need to get an uncle up in this house. I love it. <laughs> so we are... Um, five episodes into this season, and, and congratulations. I, 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 I'm loving this season. It's so funny. It's such a refresh. So I want to play a game with you really quickly because we got Professor Hampton in the building. You know they got Hampton University? So this is Hampton University. Marlo is Professor Hampton, and she's going to grade the girls. That's the name of the He's game. So messy. Grade the girls. So I'm going to name a housewife, and you're going to give them a grade based on how they were this season as a housewife. Candy. Uh, she was a fucking A plus. She had me as a professor. Oh, producer. I was a producer okay. for her. Sheree. She was an A plus as well. OG. She's gonna bring it. Drew. A plus. Ooh. Sanya. Sanya is new. Sanya energy is an A plus. Her being with this group of girls is a B. Okay. Kenya. A plus. I get a bitch an A plus. Because, I mean, she knows how to be fake. <laughs> Marlo, I love you. Thank you for playing the game. And you did, and you answered all the questions! I love you, Carlos. I'm so proud of you. Uh, you being another black man who took a leap into believing in yourself, knowing what you did for others, it means a lot to me. I tell Michael and William about you all the time continue to be you continue to not listen to the naysayers if you feel it in your soul go for it and it may not happen when you want it to happen but just know it's going to happen right on time baby didn't y'all just love that conversation with marlo you know what's so interesting about marlo I hope this interview showed you guys a different side of her, a softer side of her, a more, you know, real side of her. Because look, Marlo is over the top, but the woman who I met, oh my gosh, eight years ago, she is such a sweetheart. And the fact that she decided to be honest 
about wanting a peach after turning it down season four. You got a chance to hear some exclusive stuff about how your boy produces <laughs> a reality show. But more specifically, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, I forgot about that moment when I had to, you know, gather the girls and let them know, honey, it's time to clock in and cash them checks. Okay? Because one thing Carlos King does not allow is a boring scene. We ain't doing that. Oh, no day, honey. No, 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 no. Come on, Destiny's Child. Anyways, Marlo is my girl. I'm so happy she has this peach. And when it comes to this current season of The Real Hospitals of Atlanta, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, and it's a new Marlo. And we all need to enjoy it. Thoughts? Opinions? Reads about my conversation with Marlo? Email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More sauce. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12 gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.